and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. And joining us now on the program, he is the sheriff of Polk County. Sheriff Grady Judd is here. Morning, Sheriff. How are you doing today? Uh, present and accounted for. Wonderful, wonderful. Me too. Mm. Me too. I thought we'd start off by talking about something you just can't believe. Okay. Sometimes these things happen around here. <laughs> I cannot believe So it. there I was in the moment mm-hmm. at Green Pond Baptist Church okay. on Sunday morning, preaching, talking about having a moral community, talking about doing just what is right. And I continue to get these pages as people are trying to contact me. Of course, I'm standing up speaking in church, so I can't, you know, like look at my cell phone. Right. Well, and about halfway through my sermon, I I see a fella get up and walk out of the church, back of the church, and I think, well, I wonder if he doesn't like what I'm saying. (laughs) And then he comes back in and he taps some guy on the shoulder and then both of them walk out of the back of the church. Something's going on. Something is going on. We have a situation occurring. So the service is over. I turn it back over to the preacher. And then I look at my cell phone. And there's this message that they've sent me that says, hey, a guy is in church with you that has a second-degree murder warrant for his arrest out of Hillsborough County. Oh, isn't that special? So, but we have him outside. So the deputies did a wonderful job of getting him out of the church and not even distracting church. Now, was that the guy who's the, whose shoulder got tapped on? Yes. Oh, wow. It was. So here's the story. This fella is a member of Green Pond Baptist Church. In fact, he frequently preaches in the church. Really? Now, if, you, if you're not familiar with Green Pond Baptist Church, it's out in the middle of the Green Swamp. It's a pioneer church. In fact, some of the great-great-grandchildren of the original pioneers still attend that church. So it's a really cool, awesome little Southern Baptist church. Okay. So I show the preacher. And he says, well, that guy is a member here. And he also sings. You know, he does specials and sings. Well, apparently, he went over to Hillsborough County with a couple of his buddies fishing. And he was staying at a home over there. And they decided they would go out to a bar and have a few drinks. Okay. And... They returned home, and apparently he got in an argument with this fella and shot him and killed him. Oh, okay. Well, there's a couple of things here. You know, it reminds me of the old story I heard, you know, the difference between Catholics and Baptists. 
Baptists don't recognize each other in the liquor store. Ah, okay. Well, it would have been better for him to stay out of that bar. But he got all liquored up. And then he shot his buddy and killed him. Hmm. And on Sunday morning, he came to the church knowing that I was speaking there with his brother. And after we extracted him from the church, he told the sergeant, he said, you know, can I go back inside until the sermon's over? Because I want to rededicate my life. And the sergeant, being a Christian man, said, no, you can't go back inside because you're under arrest for second-degree murder. But I'll pray we out here so you can rededicate your life. So there's a fellow who, by all accounts, was a pretty decent rascal until he gets drunk and mad. Mm. The preacher asked me, he said, what do I do? And I said, well, preacher, I'll arrange for you to have a professional visit at the jail with him, but I recommend what you don't do. And he said, what's that? I said, don't go fishing with him. <laughs> so at the end of the day, he went to jail. I finished the sermon about doing what's right. And I think what was going to happen, he was come, he came to, to church with his brother. He was going to rededicate his life to the minister and then turn himself into me. Mm. But before he got around to all of that, our deputies who had information he was at the church swooped in and arrested him. Gotcha. But the funny part of it is the, the major said, Sheriff, we've got the church surrounded. And it was like, you know, chill out. You know, I, I mean, I've got a gun. I'm watching everybody. It's not the first time I've arrested somebody for murder. I could handle this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they worry about the sheriff. Yeah, well. And didn't want the guy to catch me by surprise, I suppose. But it was kind of a, a different situation, you know. That is uh, that is a very uh, different situation than, than what you normally see. But these days, you really don't know what to expect. Uh, uh, I was uh, hoping that maybe you could shed some light on uh, maybe some statistics or some uh, research that's been done, uh, uh, something that you could tell us about. Uh, okay, here's the example. When I was in junior high school, which is, they now call middle school, two boys get into a fight in the schoolyard. Maybe one of them gets a bloody nose. Right. These days, two boys get into a fight in middle school in the schoolyard. One of them gets stabbed. In the in, neck. In other cases, get shot. So, I, I mean, I, what has happened that, that causes this? And now what can be done to try to s- slow that down or, or go back to bloody noses? Well, here's what I believe. First off, you know, these people aren't being appropriately parented at home for the most part. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean there's not aberrations to that. Right. But second of all, we've got this social media issue going on. And it's not just an issue. It's a crisis, if you will. Sure. So these kids are being emboldened. They're being trained. They're being desensitized. All of this, and you know, so in their world, you know, they just hit reset on the game when somebody dies, right? So, a certain percentage of those people transition that over into real life, 
well, they don't realize you can't hit a reset in real life when someone dies. Mm. So you've got a combination of encouragement, teaching, coaching, desensitizing, and it's going on with this social media and these and these gaming programs. And we're seeing less violence this year than last year, and historically less violence. But the violence we see is more violent. If that it. makes any sense. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we're seeing more violence, more significant violence at younger ages. And, and you know, it's just like these shootings that we've seen recently. These are kids shooting kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Gangbangers. They're not, for the most part, usually people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Usually it's Teens and twenties. Yeah. So, and where are they getting these guns? Where they're stealing them? Mm-hmm. And why we're on that? Right. We put. We've got a gang task force that's working on a very few people that are shooting each other in these gangs and not cooperating. Mm. Well, we were real excited last week when this gang task force, risking their life, took four guns off of gangsters in one week. That was a great week. Yeah. And then comes Sunday morning where a bunch of teenaged, hooded up gangsters go through neighborhoods breaking into cars. And they steal four guns in one night Mm. out of vehicles, left guns left in vehicles in people's front yard. Yeah. It's like, come on, man, give a brother a break. (sighs) You know, we're out here risking our lives trying to take guns from dangerous little felons, and you're providing guns for them by not taking them in. If you're going to carry a gun in your car, which you can do legally, and quite frankly, I recommend it in this day and age to protect yourself, when you go in at night, take the gun in the house. Mm. So look at this for a second. I never understood people that leave valuables in the car. I, I just, no, you know, they leave, well, people it, will leave their wallet in, in the car I, I, well, or their purse. Oh, and, and I don't, I don't understand that. And they're key fobs. Yeah. Well, they stole my car. How did they get it? Well, they opened the door and pushed the button. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, that's silly. Crazy. You got to think about this for a second. Mm. So you've got this gun for security, right? Right. You feel like you need to take it in the car. So you get home at night, and you leave it in your car in your front yard, and you go into your house. Now, a felon comes up, breaks into your car in your yard, and gets your gun. So now you've got a felon in your yard with a gun that you provided, Mm. and you're inside. And the gun you need to protect yourself from the felon in your yard is in his hand. Maybe they have a gun in the house, too. Well, <laughs> Still don't leave it in the car, <laughs> I know. Though. I agree. I think so that, that way we can have a shootout, right? Right, yeah. Oh. So it, it makes no sense to me. So right. I, now you know all four of those guns stolen by felons in the middle of the night from your front yard is going to be used in criminal activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just pray we can find the guns and get them back without getting us shot or getting someone else shot because those four guns are going to be used in criminal conduct. Mm-hmm. That's why they were stolen. Yeah. 
Now, if you want to give away your money, your wallet, your credit cards, or your car, that's one thing. And they do that, too. So I, I think part of the issue is when you have a crime rate as low as we do, and our crime rate is historically low, 51-year low, people feel really, really, really comfortable. But just think how much lower our crime rate could be if people would just take their valuables inside, mm-hmm. you know, and you go, oh, well, yeah, take your pocketbook inside at night. Take your key fob inside, you know, and, and what these little gangbangers know, hey, if we go to a neighborhood and flip enough car doors, we're going to find cars with stuff in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, that's another thing. You leave your valuables in your, in your car. But you don't lock it. <laughs> so well, I, I, I don't understand that whole reasoning. I mean, I know that there was a time you could go go in your house, leave your front door unlocked, leave the windows open at night. Now you know, all of those things uh, used to be okay. Yeah, uh, but now especially, why, why are you going to leave your valuables in your car and not even lock it? You know, if you're going to leave them in there, at least attempt to secure them. Right. Yeah. Well, and and in this particular neighborhood, this particular night, actually, some of these windows were broken into. Mm. But it doesn't make a lot of noise if you break the window appropriately. Yeah. So, so, but, but you're right. The overwhelming majority of them, they don't break anything. They just open the door. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, help us out a little bit here. Do something, yeah. Come on, yeah, people. do something, you know, <laughs> lead, follow, get out of the way, you know, <laughs> but anyway, the, the, the moral of all this story is now we got to risk law enforcement officers lives mm. to get, to try to find these guns and get them back from dangerous little felons right. who it will, if they haven't already used them. To, to rob other drug dealers, usually other gangsters, usually. So there you go, you know. All right. What are you going to do, Sheriff? Uh, you're going to keep. Uh, I know you're going to keep doing your job uh, because uh, you know that's what you're. Uh, that's what you do, and uh, you, you help protect us, and uh, we're we're really doing well overall. But uh, like you said, the, the violence seems to be more violent these days. Well, the community is very good at helping us solve crimes. Mm. Very good. They see something, they hear something, they say something. And in this case, they need to do that. Right. But they also need to help us in advance to keep the crime from ever occurring. I love this community, and our deputies are just the very best. They work hard to protect us and keep us safe. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of our community. But we had a little hiccup off Shepherd Road. Yeah. On Sunday morning, and we can fix that. Gotcha. Sheriff Grady Judd, he is the sheriff of Polk County. Sheriff Judd, thanks for uh, coming on today. We appreciate you, and uh, hope you have a great uh, week. And we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks, I guess. I'll be back. And remember, if you commit crime, go to church, confess, (laughs) and then the sheriff's office will come pick you up. There you go. Thanks, Sheriff. Take care. This program was pre recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. 
Barry Friedman is here from LakelandNow.com. Well, actually, he doesn't come from there. He made that. <laughs> you don't live there, dude. <laughs> no, it's well, like he has a he has a little single bed in the back. You know, that's where he stays. He yeah. lives there. I usually come here from home, actually. Right, yeah. yeah. Straight from his house, it's uh, Barry Friedman, <laughs> uh, founder and editor-in-chief of LakelandNow.com. Hey, Barry. Uh, hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, do you even have you? an office other than the house, right? I, I do. A- we, know we, we have, uh, we're at Cohatch, which yeah, is downtown. Okay. Yeah. Your office yeah. is wherever you go. So straight from go. Cohatch. <laughs> straight from Cohatch. <laughs> Your office is wherever you are. waiting a long work. time. Oh, a long time. <laughs> For Saturday. For Saturday. I can't wait for Saturday. We are uh, going to wait a long time for Saturday. We're only on Monday. God, I have yeah. five days to go. This feels weird uh, today. It's like somebody stole an hour from us. They stole an hour, and did, did you notice there's a lot less traffic on the roads today? I think and there's of... some wet stuff out no, there. It was more traffic for me on the way really? here. I was shocked. I was like, where are all these people coming from? Well, you know, a spring break is here for Polk County School, so I yes. found... Less traffic. Yes. Crossing guard, who I usually see at, uh, where is that? That's well, at Ariana and Lincoln, wasn't there? Yeah, that's because of the no time bus? that you no, come. No busts? Yeah. Well, Lauren, there's always a lot of traffic for people that drive way too fast. There's always a lot of traffic. So, I don't know. I or thought the morning commute was a little bit easier. Yeah. So, if, if you're a parent who wants to know what to do during spring break, there's a couple of things I can tell you about. Ooh, 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 One ooh, is that at Bonnet Springs Park this week, every day, every weekday from 10 till 2, there are different children's activities that are educational and kind of math-oriented. Um, really? It's kind of on the north end of the park, not quite at the very north end, but it's that whole uh, area near the giant owl and the pagoda. Now, do yeah. you have to oh. arrive at a certain time, or you can show up any time in those hours? My- Understanding it's any time in those hours, you okay. do have to, if you're a kid, you have to have a parent or a <laughs> sure. adult with you. So, yeah. hey, kids. It's not a drop-off kind of thing, you. but it's a kind of interesting list of events they have. Lots of big names in the community and big sponsors. And Anyway, it looks like that So was you'll be good. out there then? I will not be out big there. Big names in the community. <laughs> well, they didn't ask me. Mm. They asked my next-door neighbor, Bump, Bump Galetta, lives oh. next door, and he's uh, kind of a well-known artist. And I, I did not know he was your neighbor. Friday. Like oh, I didn't know door. he was your neighbor he's either. That's pretty neighbor. cool. He's a great guy. Yeah, he, he's amazing. I love, I love Bump. Barry, when I think of the Bonnet Springs Park, I imagine you, um, you're in church at that place. So, um, <laughs> really, I just imagine. I go there him, a lot. I just imagine him upstairs in the in the bar. In the bar. <laughs> that's, that's where he <laughs> done that too. That's his second house. Yeah. Uh, what is? Is there a name for the large open area, like the event space in the middle? Yeah, they call that the. Uh, Something like the family events lawn, or I don't. There's not like a cool name, so it's like um, there should be like a cool name for that. Like you should name. I it. was just if, thinking it would be if neat you, if they had some sort of like a musical series there or something. If like you that. gave uh, them a million dollars, it could be the Nick Allred Amphitheater. Right. That's a go. great idea. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. We need to start a GoFundMe, <laughs> yes, uh, a Kickstarter for that. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but it would be neat <laughs> if there's like a, something to kind of rival the Strawberry Festival kind of like the concert series I that they have. I think they have quite the stand. Wow, that would be quite amazing. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. Just like more music series is we need. We like we like music. Yeah. We need more. So concerts. one other way you can find out about stuff to do during spring break. Let me guess. Yeah. Can we go to your website? Uh, actually, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. I was going to say another website. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to give some props to LakelandMom.com. Oh, that's a good one. It, it is. Uh, April Mucci runs it, and she does an amazing job, and I don't think enough people know about it. LakelandMom.com. No, it's great. She, uh, I didn't know that. If you have kids and you're looking for stuff to do, 
She's got a whole thing with 50-plus things to do during spring break. I think so. that's on Facebook, too. So they have a Facebook it probably page. probably is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, it is. Yep. Got and they have the list Facebook there, too. Page. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she does. Shout out to April. She does a great job. Amazing. So let's see what else has happened recently. We have a new Aldi on South Florida Avenue. Yeah, we do. It's right at Alamo. I haven't been there yet. Has anybody been there? Uh, no. We were there before they opened. Okay. Like, we, it was supposed but, to be open, but we walked up and it was like, are you guys open? They were like, no. Is that that Fresh what? Kitchen is right next to That's that? right next, next door. To that, that's yeah. opening, is I think, that... next month. Okay. Yeah. Fresh Kitchen is supposed to open to next see month. what that's like. I'm looking forward to that, too. My, my daughter's been to Aldi. She's a real Aldi aficionado. I've been to the north side. I'm not very thrilled well, for this. She's been to the north side. She says this one is a step above. She says it's just Ooh. kind of a step mean? up. The Magnum. Step up. Aldi. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I hate to <laughs> say it. I have, I've never been to Aldi, but I have to break that streak and go to the yeah. new one. Make sure you bring a quarter. That's right. you got to bring a quarter. It's They've essential. got a lot of house brands, low frills, low prices. Uh, yeah. Same owner as Trader Joe's. I have been to Trader Joe's in a lot of cities. Of wow. course, we do not have one in Lakeland, which is much to the dismay of a lot of people. That would be very cool. I don't have a lot of patience for anyone that doesn't shop at Publix for shopping. <laughs> well, I am a public shopper. have been for a long time. Yeah. You know what's happened at course. my public? So I, I, go, I go to the Southgate Publix. And my every- retirement uh, count, counts yeah. on it. Please go shop there. <laughs> Publix Thank isn't you. going anywhere. Um, please continue. I'm sorry. Somebody in your family has I just went to, I just, you know, my, my brain went there for a second. Somebody in your family have public stock? Public stock is the best. <laughs> it is. It is. I don't have any, but it is. Uh, no, we go to Publix. You know, I, I go to Southgate, and uh, all those Oak Bridge people are invading our store and well, making it more crowded because yes, it's closed, yeah. and it will be closed for a number of months. They, like, oh, wow. flattened it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when they're redoing it. Yes, that's how they yes, do it. Yeah. Which one is the Oak Bridge They did on one? the Socrum Loop. Well, it's that's the, the same way they did on the Socrum the Loop one. That's right. the same um, way they did it on is it the Harden North 98. And, oh. and the Parkway. Okay, yeah. it's one by yeah. Target. Okay. Yes, by yeah, Target. Right by Target. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool the way they the did that because there are it other stores on either side right. of Publix, and they're still there. Yeah, yeah, but, but the just, store itself's gone. The it's like itself. someone just it vanished. They vaporized it. Right. Like, yeah, it's Poof, gone. It's gone. Anyway, it's, it's surrounded by a chain link fence, but yes, it's it's gone. So we we had an interesting story in Lakeland now last week that has a little bit to do with economic development, and mm-hmm. this thing started out. As kind of a simple story, it was a profile of a company whose founder, whose name is Hunter Abramson, was the Catapult Entrepreneur of the Year last year. So yes. I, oh, this is the guy you told us about that's now going to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I guess I did talk about yeah. it last week. No, so just, in, just in seconds. passing, though. We didn't yeah, you really. Just, in passing. Yeah, you didn't go through the whole thing. You didn't you give just us mentioned. the details. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I'm, I yeah. thought maybe I had, but I wasn't no, sure. No, uh-uh. <laughs> No, because I, I was curious as to why all of a sudden he was leaving, but you didn't know at that point. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, company is called Relic Tickets, and they were trying to disrupt the whole entertainment and sports ticketing business. You know, Ticketmaster has control over that. Yeah. And uh, they are using the blockchain, which is hard oh. to describe, but basically their technology is supposed to make it easy to identify the owner of every ticket and make it Oh. Easier or harder to to have any kind of fraud, and um, and it will prevent a lot of the reselling going on. So um, anyway, so, so I sent an intern to talk to him, and I gave him a lot of questions. Since he's an intern, I'd like to coach him on some questions, and one yeah. of them was whether he was finding enough people locally with the required skills for this high-tech uh, company that he has. 
And about three days later, before he actually did the interview, I saw an announcement that the company was moving to St. Petersburg. So wait a minute, we've got this. You know, we I thought one of the aspects of the story was going to be high tech in Lakeland. Look at what we're bring, what we've got right. growing here. And uh, turns out that uh, he felt that it was hard to find the people with the specific skills he needed mm-hmm. in Lakeland. So. Um, Anyway, it, it made the story totally different. Um, Hunter said he loves Lakeland. He grew up here, but St. Pete was a better fit for the company. Huh. Um, more talent available in the Tampa Bay area. He did mention there were several tech sectors that he thought Lakeland is well-equipped for. One is food technology, which makes sense with Publix here. Yeah. And the other one with logistics, which also makes sense with all the uh, warehouses and logistics companies that yeah. are here. Uh, we asked the Lakeland Economic Development Council what uh, they thought about it because they have been – one of their big efforts is to bring high-skill, high-wage uh, jobs to Lakeland. Right. And we got a very thoughtful response from Katie Worthington-Decker, who was their senior vice president. Mm-hmm. She basically said that in St. Pete he's got more sports and entertainment venues to test his concept and that uh, basically they wish him luck. Um you know, uh, meanwhile, the St. Pete Economic Development Corporation, I guess their competitors over there, put out a, I thought, a very gleeful press release about snagging Relic. They said Hunter had been looking at several cities before deciding on St. Pete and that their efforts had won him over. So, huh. interesting. Um, I guess that's what happens in that whole economic development thing. There's a yeah. little bit of a battle when they hear somebody's ready to, to move. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, I well, yeah, it seems like uh, the local people would be doing whatever they could to keep them here, though, too. Yeah, especially if, they, if they start here. Yeah, but if he can't find the people mm. to do what he needs them to do, you know, and, and I wonder how but much. But you would of think it, they could do remote, but exactly. Well, and I wonder how much of it is that when he does find people, they'd rather live in the Tampa Bay area right. here. That may be part of it as yeah, well. Yeah, but you would think mm. on a business like that, you could remote. True. Yeah. Work, but I don't yeah. know. Well, anyway. Goodness gracious. He's going to be working out of a tech uh, incubator in uh, in St. Pete. I guess sort of like Catapult, but more mm-hmm. oriented towards tech companies. Gotcha. Cool. So, and they've been uh, they've been well. Good luck to them. Yeah. And, and they have been uh, uh, based at Catapult until now. Catapult does some great things here in town. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. We wish him luck. Yep. So we had another thing this past week about the big priority for the city commission. At the legislature this year, they are looking for funding for improving the intersection of I-4 and State Road 33. So, mm. so that's the one that's over by Florida Poly, uh, a little bit west of Florida Poly, but it's got the same configuration it's had since the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. Every other I-4 interchange in the area has been updated, but this one still has the same stuff. They're going to be putting roundabouts in. This is kind of cool. They're going to be putting a few over and underpasses for wildlife to go through Mm -hmm. um, between. They already have one, I I believe. Yeah, and there's another one planned. So, um, I don't know, that was kind of an interesting story we had this past week. Very, uh, very interesting uh, detail about uh, when they're doing work in that corridor and they they still, of course, take into account the wildlife in the right. area because right. they have certain migration patterns. And if you know you put up a a, blo- a, a wall in the middle that, that goes for hundreds of miles, right? Um, you're going to mess them up, right. right? Right. And actually, I think it's coming up this weekend. I can look it up in a minute. But there's a documentary about the uh, 
the Florida Panthers uh, roots through um, oh, cool. Florida. Oh, okay. The documentary came out by the uh, Carlton Ward, the guy who who's been following the whole thing. He's mm. with uh, National Geographic. Somewhere, I've got some information. I'm pretty sure that it, its local premiere is at the Polk Theater this coming weekend. Okay, oh, very, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's only a couple of hundred of those still in the wild. So. I know that we're going to have it listed in our newsletter on Thursday. So if you don't get the Lakeland Now newsletter, sign up and you'll find out Thursday because I don't seem to be able to find it real quickly on my notes here. There you go. LKLDnow.com is the website. Barry Friedman is the founder and editor-in-chief. It's your local source for local information and... A cool events calendar, a newsletter like Barry mentioned. Uh, Barry, thank you for uh, coming in. We appreciate you seeing you always. See you next week. Hello, and here's what's happening around Central Florida. Visit Tower Gardens as they host some of the nation's finest carol honors for a series of performances for a global event. It's the Florida Carillon Festival. One artist hosted by Tower Gardens is John Widman, March 17th at 3 p.m., John is the city carol honor for the city of Frederick, Maryland, and has held that position for 30 years. Mr. Widman graduated from Indiana University of Pennsylvania and completed his Master of Music degree from Towson University. In 2021-2022, Mr. Widman studied for his diploma at the Royal Carillon School in Mechelen, Belgium. Access to this event is included with general admission to the gardens or membership. For more details on the Florida Carillon Festival, visit BachtowerGardens.org. And that's what's happening around Central Florida. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next Sunday for Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.